Thanks so much for clicking on the video. We are going to be discussing, is Hogwarts Legacy worth it? Why is it good? Why is it getting so much praise? It's breaking records. It is selling well before its even official launch date. I've put in seven or eight hours. I'm closing in on maybe ten. And my man here, 30 and So Gaming, has put in even more time than me. Uh, We had to pull him away from the game to even do this show. So thanks so much, Mike, for taking a bit of a break from the game to talk with us today. (laughs) I appreciate it. I I love doing this stuff. Yeah, I'm going to end the previous stream where I talked about all the records being broken, and I'm going to bring everybody over from the redirect. Make sure as you guys come over to smash the like button. If you're watching the past broadcast, we do this show on Fridays. Uh, it's it's basically what I typically do, which is talk to chat about a topic, but I do it with my friend 30 and so gaming. So make sure you're subscribed to the channel and that way you are here for this when we do it every single Friday. So before we get into, there's a, there's a lot I want to talk about. I even, I'm not going to put it on a thumbnail or a title, but I even treaded into the boycott waters today because I was like, I actually think it helped the game, but we'll we'll get there in a moment. I'm going to, I'm going to whet everybody's appetite to watch the full episode. We'll get into some of the spice, but before we do uh, any of the spice, I just want to get your thoughts on the game because I went in thinking, yeah, I'll like it. Uh, It'll probably be like a seven and a half, maybe an eight out of 10 for me. And it has far exceeded those expectations at multiple levels. So, you know, as somebody who has admittedly put in a ton of time and we know you like it, what were your impressions initially? What what did you think going in? Were you hesitant, apprehensive? I myself had apprehensions. So I want to hear that from you first before we dive into specifics. I, when, when the game was, when we were leading up to it, even from last year when they first showed the, the actual gameplay of it and stuff, I was apprehensive, not because of what it looked like or what it was, just because of the way video game industry has been of late with a lot of games. And <clears throat> the last WB that came out was Gotham Knights, which I was just like, okay, well, this is, hopefully it's, it's better than that. And it... It, it blew me away. Like, I am not a Harry Potter fan. I, I enjoy the movies. I've never read the books. And playing this game, I've, I was blown away by what it was. And I know it's the exact same game we've always played, like an Assassin's Creed game or anything like that. But I have just fallen in love with this game. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a Hogwarts fan, right? I'm, I'm not a Harry Potter head. I'm a, I'm, a Hogwarts, I'm a Hogwarts head right now. Like, I'm absolutely loving the game. Uh, just in general, it blew me away. The combat is what I was uh, worried about, and mm-hmm. the combat is just much, much better than I expected. I mean, I made a video going, I was worried about how the combat was going to feel. Then they showed us, like, a month ago what the combat was, or two months ago, and I was like, yeah, it seems it seems better, but then once you play it, it's hard to explain it. Like, but once you put it in your hands, you start using the, the spells and stuff. It's so fluid. It's just, it's just really good. Everything about the game is just top-notch, top-notch. I, the, I I want to talk about let's talk about combat first because I do think that was a barrier for people that thought well I'm not a Harry Potter fan so I, the the combat looks like it's going to get so boring and so repetitive I myself thought during the I have a video and a thumbnail on this channel where I said gameplay it looks weird that's like literally on the thumbnail you know thumbnail Hogwarts Legacy gameplay looks weird because it did look a little weird it was like he's flipping and flinging around and like he's, he's whipping his wand and I'm like I just, am I going to want to do that after 20 minutes am I going to want to do that after an hour 
And then I was convinced that it was going to be acceptable combat when they showed the Dark Arts Battle right. Arena. I was like, well, that actually looked pretty good. It looked a little bit more action-oriented. But I didn't think that I was going to enjoy the combat to the degree that I've enjoyed it. And I had a few quibbles, and then those sort of went away once I started getting talents, and I could suddenly do more and do new things. My, my first thing was, oh, man combos are great I can create these little crystals on the ground but then I gotta go collect them because they'll disappear yeah they disappear yeah. and that's a little awkward when you're trying to like run up you know and trying to like roll on the ground but then I unlocked the ability to where if I hold dodge I like teleport yeah you teleport and I was like that has almost a slight metroidvania feel of like well there was a pain point and now I've met the pain point with a new ability right and then I was able to enhance abilities that I had already earned and made them feel more action oriented, more impactful, and I've just scratched the surface of talents, like just that bottom row. And I thought, man, they put so much work into this and surprisingly didn't really delve into it before the game came out, which I I think that might have been the right call because yeah we get to discover the depth. What do you think about the depth of combat beyond just like, it feels way better than I expected. Talk about the depth and how that's, how you've experienced that. Well, one leading up to the game, like I was like, are they going to show us stuff? I, and they didn't, they showed us just a little bit. Right. And everything they showed us pretty much was the first, I would say like hour and a half, like inside the game. Like they didn't really show us outside of that. And I, I thought the combat, when you said that you couldn't, you know, you couldn't uh, get to the blue dots. In the beginning, I was, I did the same thing. I was like, oh, they disappear. I was like, how? I was like, oh, man, I don't want to go in because I didn't know, you know, still getting used to the game or whatever. But then I was like, oh, I, you know, Levioso'd them and then put them up in the air and they couldn't move. And then I would just run up and grab the stuff and then I would move mm. back. Right. So I yeah. was doing stuff like this in the beginning. And then I started, it, this is not a button masher, right? This is not a button masher. You button mash, you're going to start. You know, shorting out your wand because you, you're you're hitting keys that are not not able to do it yet. They're not recharged yet. So, if you just like slow everything down, and it almost is like this moment that comes over you. Like there's like five enemies in front of you early on. You're trying to dodge and move out of the way. You're you're blocking when you you do the shield and you block and you shoot them right back. It just feels it just feels so good that the, the combat depth. And I know people are like, ah, oh, there's not enough spells in the game. There's not enough spells in the game. And I'm like. I think Harry Potter used like five spells the entire series. Right? Yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe like three the entire series. And I think no, it was it was like five and he used like two of the unforgivable ones, right? So mm-hmm. three regular regular uh spells. So the spells that you're using, you're using the exact same ones over and over, but you can do them in a combo sense. Like if I use uh Levioso and then all of a sudden then I use uh uh Glacius. And then all of a sudden I use uh, Bombarda. You know what I mean? Like you're using three and and with your little whip in between, it does fantastic. And the way the combat is, I suggest people, uh, instead of just going out into combat, do the tutorial underneath that little fight ring that happens and using the dummy where the little kid talks to you. Yeah. Do do that because it, it teaches you the combos real fast and like links them up what you can do. So you're hitting like X and then you all of a sudden you hit you know, right trigger, right trigger, right trigger. Then you hit Y, and then right trigger, X, right? And it just teaches you real simple, and the tutorials in this game are just really blend in nicely. You know what I mean? Like, they it doesn't feel like a tutorial. It feels like you're just being a kid, being taught in school at Hogwarts uh, when you're doing this stuff. The combat depth is really good, and it, it doesn't need to be, like, over complicated. It's just 
simple mm-hmm. as can be. You have four spells, and within those four spells, the combinations that you can do with the right triggers, you have five buttons to push, right? And it, it feels, you feel so powerful. And I feel like I'm playing on normal. I don't know what difficulty you're playing on. Normal. Okay, normal. I, I, I didn't pick story. I picked normal. Uh, my next playthrough, I'm going to pick hard because I want to see the difference with, with, the, with the combat. But I just feel like the combat just feels so good, especially with all the combinations. And as you keep unlocking stuff, uh, it it just it just feels better. It just feels more in, uh, intuitive. And a lot of people are saying that the combat feels clunky. The combat doesn't feel clunky. It's the people that are playing the game are not used to, um, you know, holding the right trigger in as you're hitting the buttons. And if you unlock that second tier where you have to flip the page, you know what I mean? Like where you push up on the D-pad or down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the clunky part. But that's not the combat being clunky once you start figuring that out it feels so it just feels so good and smooth mm-hmm. as you're as you're as you're battling yeah i i will say that is one part that i'm not a huge fan of is as an example in ghost of tsushima if i hold the button down to change my stance it slows the game down and that's not going to happen in hogwarts because when you hold that button down you can do any of your attacks so they can't really slow the game down there so that the switching from a set of spells to another I think that's an appropriate amount of pain, though. You have to kind of pick the yeah. four that you know are the best, and then I have four that are sort of for exploration, right? So I have four that are yeah. sort of set for when I'm, like, exploring and looking around Hogwarts, and I have, like, my four go-to combat. And some people in chat are chiming in. Christopher Wright says, there's actually a talent where you can use the basic magic. It'll actually charge your other spells quicker. Yeah, there's... Yes. There's those elements as well. I had a guy come in my chat the other day and he said, yeah, the combat's really boring. It's just spell roll, spell roll. I'm like, you're not, you're not, and I hate saying this, but you're not playing right, brother. Like they literally tell you to go talk to this guy. And the minute I started weaving combos in, it made me play greedy, which I think is good because then you get punished. I think if a game incentivizes play style and it makes you play greedy and you get tunnel vision, I actually think, this sounds weird to say, I think that's good game design. It means you're properly incentivizing power in the moment for me to chase at the potential risk of damage. And that creates, I think, a really good interplay in the combat where if you really want to keep up your your combo and then subsequently keep up that power that cuz when you get that L1 R1 the bumper attack it's huge it feels so satisfying to do that you're gonna want to use combos you're gonna want to stay on top of everybody and i like learning their weaknesses like uh yeah. somebody really remarked when i was fighting these spiders they're like that looked awesome cuz i was intentionally pulling them in, lighting them on fire, blasting them back, and it was like, oh, I want to actually float them, hit them, pull them in. Now that they're weak, I'm going to light them on fire. Like, I, I came up with my own rhythm of, like, I'm going to fight spiders this way. And- I'm going to tell you, when you're playing a spider, I found this out, and I found this out, like, 30 hours in. Okay. When the spider's about to dig, okay, mm-hmm. as he's about to dig, you levitate them, and they just die when one shot. Really? Yeah, it's 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 so cool. Like each of the each of the enemies have their like their own weakness or whatever, right? Huh. And and it's <clears throat> it's really interesting. I was like I was like, what did that just happen? And then I did it again. I was like, that's cool. And then I don't and pardon me, chat. I I'm not a Harry Potter fan. I don't know what those uh those toad creatures are in the swamp. The big yeah they look like frogs. I I don't know what they're called. But uh when they shoot their tongue, they're about to shoot their tongue. If you levioso them, it you pull their tongue out and it hangs them up in the air from their tongue 
and then you can do a, a damage combo. And a lot of the reviewers were talking about how the uh, the bigger trolls feel feel um, too too spongy. Right? Yeah, they're too. And but if you start doing combos and you start taking the boulder that they throw at you and throw it back at them, and you build up these combos, you take them out so much so mm -hmm. much faster. Mm -hmm. And some of the reviewers talking about how the combat was just boring and mundane. I looked at it as you were just trying to get your review out as fast as possible. Yep. You didn't actually take the time to learn. And this is the thing. This this game is not a, a sprint. This is a marathon. Like, mm -hmm. take your time with this. Like, take your sweet time with this game. It really is a, a, a fantastic little game. And there's little, there's little, like, little, um, I don't even know what you call them. Not Easter eggs, because I'm not talking about that. There's just little things that you notice when you're starting to combat certain people. You start seeing their weakness. You start seeing their little tails, sort of like... Um, like a Dauntless or like a Monster Hunter type of thing, right? I didn't know that they had put in contextual responses to like grab him when he's doing the tongue and oh, it'll pull him up by his tongue. Yeah, I didn't I know did that it by accident. did that. Yeah, I just did it by accident and figured it out. And I was just like, oh, and then you just started doing it again. I was like, oh, so you wait for them to take that. They're about to do your strike mm -hmm. and then you, you lift them up by the tongue and then you freeze them and then you, you hit them with something. You know, it's it's so good. Well, I was doing that with one of the knights. Every time they would go to do their swing attack, and it was a red attack, I would do Expelliarmus. I would I would knock their their thing out of their hand. Yep. And I thought that's so cool that they give me a tool for an unblockable, unparryable attack. They give me a tool to disrupt it. Like because a lot of the times in games, you see the red flash, and you're like, "Well, I can't do anything. I have to roll out of the way." No, in this game. I was like, I can play aggressive. Like, that means I can stay on top of this guy. And as soon as he goes to do that, I kept saving. I was like, bam. And I like knocked it out of his hand. And I thought, I wonder if there are other secrets like that. Like in a fight, like there's almost like a secret. Like if you do this or you do that. Because I remember reading the same article, the same review. And they said, you know, the trolls were really spongy or whatever. But they also said that there was too much dialogue and they also said that they had to fast travel too much and i was like oh and they also said oh yeah main campaign only took me 20 hours and i was like oh i know what you did i have a question how is fast travel too much you choose to use fast travel the way you want to right that's like right if i really if i really wanted to go to the hogsmeade and then back to hogswarts and walk everywhere or fly my broom or take my mount or do whatever and i want to make it longer like that that is so stupid for someone to say <laughs> that you use fast travel too much. That's that's on your own. And plus, when when to say that um, that the combat is boring? You play this game how you want to play. Like if you want to just burn through it, by all means, right. go ahead. Mm -hmm. But if you take your sweet time with this, uh, chat's telling there. Yeah, the cards tell you about the the enemies as well. When you find new ones, you go yes. in and look at them, and they tell you the weaknesses and stuff like that. It's there's just so much info in this game and they've done a really and again they didn't reinvent the wheel here this is the same game you've played it's like an assassin's creed or a red dead redemption mm -hmm. but with a hogwarts skin and it's just it's just done it's just done well it's just done really well well and and someone saying that they've not come across a single spongy enemy christopher saying that yes because there are tools and tips that say 
they'll take increased damage if you do stupefy. They'll take increased damage right. if you put a curse on them. It's like you, you got to pay attention. You're you're just I guarantee you. I'd love to see footage from these people. It's like they probably just went in the room and they're like just sitting there doing the basic attack yeah, over basic. and over again. <laughs> and and Bellix has has changed her name to Bellix Granger because she's turned into our Hermione. She's she's a bit nice. of a know-it-all and and we love her for that. But I'm curious about she's saying, you know, the collections the cards tell you their weaknesses. Well, I know that a spider's weak to fire, and so is the so is the frog. That's probably on the card. Does the card hint at all to what Mike was talking about, though? You were saying there were there were timing things that you could do that created a unique moment, grabbing a frog by its tongue, one-shotting a spider when it's trying to burrow. That I don't know if that's on the cards or readily available. That sounds like a, an organic emergent discovery not something that they tell you you can do because i remember seeing oh they're weak to fire and then i used fire on them and they died really quickly oh these guys are weak to expelliarmus i'm gonna use that so i wonder if there are more things like that in the world because one of the there are so many false narratives about this game it's striking how how dishonest people are willing to be I remember people people saying, oh, the game only has two enemy types, and yet it's getting nines out of tens. I'm like, there's 69 enemies in the codex? Yeah, <laughs> like, what? yeah like, I don't understand. And I know some of them well, are repeats. Some just, of them are different versions. Yeah, they're versions. just variants. Yeah, they're just variants, Lono. That's why. That's why. Look, if you, if you break down everything, any game, no matter what it is, and, and just really focus on, well, there's only ten types of enemies, and then they're repeated. I mean, look at Destiny. Look at assassin's creed like you look at the same enemies of course if, if you're going into a game looking for its flaws you're gonna find the flaws that yeah. you want right yeah but if you if you just go into the game any game and just let the game tell the story do the thing you'll 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 you won't see the you won't see the wizard behind the curtain as i as i always use the analogy right the great and powerful wizard of oz is always behind the curtain but as soon as you pull that curtain back you're like oh dude mm-hmm. just a guy behind the curtains this guy's yep. not a wizard right and if you if you let yourself just go into this world of, of uh, Hogwarts, you're gonna have a fantastic time. There's uh, someone said it earlier in chat. And I meant to say it, but I went off on a little rant. They said that in battle, uh, when they're off screen, you can't you can't blo- you can block every single thing that's coming at you. You can yeah. dodge, you can block, you can counter. Right? Uh, if you change your settings <clears throat> to unlock, where I, I forget what the actual here. I got my game open, so let me. Let me just look at what it's called real fast. Uh, if you change your settings mm-hmm. in the game where uh, at default, it's wherever your center of your screen is, is who you're locking on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in Gotham Knights, it's, if you move the right analog stick, it would move it over to the, the next person. So if you go to if you go to your settings and shut off, uh, where is it? I believe it's, yeah, shut off camera-related targeting. Just shut it off. Okay. If they're off screen... And you move the analog stick, it'll it'll your camera won't see them, but it locks onto them, and then you can counter them and then hit them. Okay, so yeah, yeah, you know what I, you know huge, what I do? It's a huge difference. You know what I do? I just use the off camera guys for stupefy. So like I hear, I see the warning, and I hold the block to get stupefy, and I stupefy the guy I'm already I'm already hi- I'm already hitting. So it feeds my combo. Like, I don't even look at him. I'm just like, bink, I blocked bink. you, sucker. And then I go, right. bam, right. and I hit the right. guy You're in like, front I'll of me. I'll take care of you in a second. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take care of you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll get to you in a minute. And then it adds to my combo. Like, Stupefy puts another thing on there. Then they die faster. Like, I'm telling you, 
if you can train yourself to not get greedy and to just look for those visual cues and maintain that combo, it's like the game opens up. You're like, oh my gosh, like this is actually a well-built action combat system. Like you don't even have to be a Harry Potter fan, which I am not a Harry Potter fan. You got two guys sitting here saying like, I, I didn't, I didn't grow up reading the books. I watched the movies once my entire life. I thought they were okay. Like right. I thought the first three movies we're the same story every time with just older students. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So like, and I'm going to, I'm looking forward to reading the books to my children. We're working our way through Redwall right now. And I'm like, Oh, the Harry Potter books will probably be fun, a fun, you know, read with my kiddos. And I went into this expecting to think that was a fun afternoon. I let you guys see the game. And I'm like, uh, trying to convince my wife, maybe, Hey, you play on that TV. I'll play on this TV. <laughs> we can't play together, but you know, right. cause I want to play this off stream like that's rare for me that's a really rare occurrence these days for a game to win me over that strongly and one of the things i'm known for uh chat can weigh in on this because bellix is saying read the cards it's all about reading i'm reading i don't read when i play video games to my peril i will misunderstand a quest or a mission or something and be like why is it not working so to my peril i don't read and i was reading everything every time i would do you know uh and then like oh there's a page i'd read the page and it would add this really cool lore and backstory there was like a crunched set of armor and it talked about this guy learned a, a really hard lesson <laughs> he got like thumped by a troll and just those little pieces I thought were so well done that I I kept telling people what's what's your what's your advice what would you say to somebody jumping in I'm like take your time don't treat the tutorial like a rite of passage like I just go to get through this it's an introduction to the world it's an introduction right. to the school itself it's not you just learning how to like make a potion they could have done that in 20 minutes they could have but this is a winsome charming way to get you immersed in the world and people that are going to fly through it and button mash their way through it i guarantee you they're going to end up reviewing it exactly like game rants they're like yeah. too much dialogue and i got bored <laughs> it's like you missed out you really missed out I, I do the same thing when I play sports games. I say there's too much throwing of the ball inside the sports game. It's just it's just too much sports and sports, right? Like, it's an RPG. Like, you're supposed to have dialogue. Like, I understand. If you don't like dialogue games, here's a here's a tip. Don't buy an RPG. I, I know it's crazy. But if, if you don't like dialogue, don't buy an RPG. Because you're going to be bored. And you're not going to get the full experience of what that game is. Because that game, hate to break it to you, Starfield gonna have a lot of dialogue todd howard told you he's got two hundred fifty thousand lines of dialogue get ready to be bored okay if you don't like rpgs so this game i think i think the dialogue in this game is also uh done well people are like well it's kind of it's kind of uh you know lame and and childish uh it's go watch the first harry potter film and go look at uh you know hermione granger when she's talking you know, that's not how you do it. Like that, like that's how they talk. They're, they're literally mimicking the way they talked in the films. Yeah. Like it's such a a one-to-one comparison. It's, it's brilliant. It's, it's absolute brilliant. The way they, they, they took the leverage hunting care of this game and made it like the movies. They say it's like the books. I've never read the books. I just basing it off the, it's, it's just so good. It's so good. 
Did you did you get the uh, did you meet the person in the library yet, um, Lono? For the quiz, there's a girl that gives you a quiz. No, in the game. No, I've okay. not met that that character. Okay, there's a girl, and I thought I, I was like, this is brilliant for people that are Harry Potter fans. Okay, she sits there, and you you need to do something in the library, and she's like, I'm not giving you the book. You have to answer questions for me, and then she gives you like four questions, four or five questions, and they're easy questions, pretty much stuff that you've learned in the game as you played. Or maybe if you watch the movies. And then after the five, she's like, well, if you want to learn more, you, you can do it. And they get harder and harder. So the person that's like a super Potterhead would just sit there as a mini game and just like give a quiz and see if they like know the answers. And the best part is if you get the answer wrong, she explains it to you and says, well, this is what it is. And she gives you the backstory of it. She gives you the ex explanation to it. So it's it's making you learn the actual lore and the and the and the the world building inside the game. I was like, oh, this is this is ingenious. I was like, it's really good. Yeah, the concise way in which people speak to you and they this is I think difficult in writing. I always like this in ESO. You would like talk to an NPC. They would set up the story in a concise way. So like it's interesting, but it's not this super long-winded diatribe. You're like, okay, cool, I get this now. And then there were optional dialogue options. My favorite part was when during the tutorial, the, the, the student from Uganda, she's like telling you about the school called Wagadu. And she's like, oh, yeah, it's carved into the mountain. It's bigger than Hogwarts. It's the biggest wizarding school in the in the world. Oh, and we don't use wands there. It's more instinctive magic. And I'm like, my gosh, like this is cool. Like, I didn't know that. Like, I'm a non Harry Potter guy just sort right. of combing over the game. And I actually found the dialogue and the writing to not be as kind of childish, cringy, silly like the movies. I thought it was quite a bit better, but they have to write them like students. They have to write them. Some of them are young children. You can't have them walking around speaking like adults. And the thing that I enjoyed was nobody gave me cliche, stereotypical responses because I'm kind of being the cocky Slytherin guy. I'm being super confident and I'm kind of strutting around and... I thought, like, oh, I'm going to beat Sebastian Sallow in this duel, and then he's not going to like me. But he, like, respected me and, like, wanted to be my friend. And I was like, that's good. That's not stereotypical. Like, it's so stereotypical in a game to, like, be mean to the new kid or to hate the new kid because he's... There is a cliche in the game, like, you're the new kid that's mysteriously gifted, but that's just kind of how these games have to go. Like, oh, we can see trails of ancient magic and we're exceptionally gifted. You're going to have to have some sort of centrality orbiting around your character to make your character interesting. If not, you would just be some other student at the school. But beyond that story element, I feel like the way that the professors interact with you and the students, it all feels organic and authentic. It doesn't feel forced or silly. Um, I don't even, I don't know. I think that the, if people aren't. If, if people aren't necessarily enjoying the dialogue, I think that's fine. I think there is a world of content for them to enjoy. But right. I do think, at the very least, the introduction, it's like you're really missing out on them setting the atmosphere. I love that ACG drew attention to that in his review. I've used that word quite a bit since then. They set the atmosphere of the world really, really well, I think. Right. Apparently, I had a tone with Kyle in chat because... He's, he's freaking out because I called it an RPG. Uh, the, the actual game itself from the developers is an action RPG. That's that's what it is. So if you want to call it RPG light or whatever, 
the letters R P G are are in the title of what the game is. So Hogwarts Legacy is a action RPG. Yeah, anytime you have a character with a level with skills with talents and equipable equipable gear that can be leveled up and changed, I, I don't know how that's not an RPG. Like I know some games are RPG light or there's RPG influence. This for all intents and purposes is an RPG game. Now it's not quite it's not Skyrim, but it also isn't, you know, cooking mama on your your cell right. phone, right? Like it's there are significant elements of RPG here. I mean, goodness gracious, the stat screen and your inventory screen it's like a carbon copy from Assassin's Creed, the latest Assassin's Creed that were criticized for being too much like RPGs. Uh, and then Immortals Phoenix Rising, NPCs that can be talked to and, you know, purchase equipment from. You know what I mean? Light RPG is much nicer. I mean, whatever. If you want to be pedantic about it, no one, yeah, I mean, you know. If, if you want to get off your, your horse, like right now you're being an RPG snob. You're like, you're like, you're like. <laughs> Oh, let me get my my drink here. Oh, that's not an RPG. <laughs> that's not an RPG. This is an RPG. Like, please stop. Have you have you seen that stand-up comedian? He's French and he holds wine the whole time. He is fantastic. I forget his name. He is. That's what he does. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. He he's super snobby. Like that's his comedy. It is a wonderful shtick. He's very very funny. I wish I knew his name off the top of my head. Maybe somebody in chat can help us with that. Um. Yeah, and that's fine. Kyle's owning it. He's like, I'm definitely an RPG. Yeah, it's snob. fine. Yeah, if you if you know you're being pedantic and snobbish, at least you're owning it, and I can respect that. There are people that get a little persnickety about things. They're like, well, wait, wait, wait. That you know, that's not that. This, I believe, would be described as an open world, R- action RPG. Right? I would put open world and action before RPG. I think when you create that hierarchy, it's it's fair. You don't have to say light, right? You can just say, oh yeah, it's an open world action RPG. And I think in those categories, there's been a lot of discussion about well, it's breaking records, and it has it's not even it's, it's just now officially on sale. In, in well, not officially on sale, it's officially installable, playable. Its launch date has happened right, right. now, so people might be wondering and wondering like, is it worth it? Um, again, if you're enjoying yes. the show, chime in in chat. We'd love to hear from you. Yes, a- unless you don't like light RPGs, then it's then it's not. <laughs> now, the thing that I'm that I keep getting asked about is okay commercial success is undoubtedly at this point well in hand this thing is going to be potentially the top seller of the year if not it'll be like second place by a slim margin I don't think there's very many games this year that are hitting this many platforms and also have this large of an IP right Diablo 4 maybe will be able to edge it out I don't know about Zelda Zelda's a question mark for me because it's it's one system so in, in that realm of like it's it's breaking records, commercial success, critical acclaim. The reviews are the reviews are pouring in, and people are like, "Well, people are giving it high scores because they're Harry Potter fans." Like, I I don't think so. I like I would have shredded this thing if it wasn't any good because I was like I was on the fence. I was apprehensive about performance. I was apprehensive about you know the combat. And I've been looking forward to plenty of games recently and been like, "This game kind of sucks." Like I don't hold right. back, and I don't have Harry Potter nostalgia coursing through my veins. But because of the success and because of the acclaim and the, 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 the record-breaking, people are saying, hey, is this thing going to get award nominations? 
do you think there are categories that this will get nominated for? And subsequently, do you think it will win any of those categories? Most notably, I'm thinking about art direction, RPG, um, original score, action game, and then game of the year. Those are kind of the five I see that it'll potentially get some attention for. I can't say without a shadow of a doubt if it's going to win, but this game needs to be nominated for music, art, like uh, game of the year, like combat whatever like the, it needs to be nominated for like five six categories if it wins any of those that's for the people that vote uh to you know in the industry to make it clear it, if they're not wimps right and yep. I, I say that nicely right if the, if if they're not you know scared to uh to actually nominate a, a game that's actually supposed to be nominated i mean there's gonna be plenty of other games it's so early on in the year no other games come out yet so i can't say if it would win any of those categories because you have you know diablo coming out spider-man coming out um what, what you have uh, starfield coming out um i don't know atomic heart whatever you got you got so many other games coming out that we haven't touched or seen yet so it would be unfair for me to say oh yeah it's gonna win game of the year it's gonna win that but it definitely needs to be nominated for at least five to six categories for sure yeah i i made the case this morning outside of final fantasy 16 i see this getting art direction and winning art direction because the level of detail and work they just put into the school itself is remarkable it really is like it's undeniable forget all of the the controversy if you if you can take off your you know terminal twitter illness glasses for a second you can see that they the, the the development team behind this game put an unbelievable amount of work into the school the oh yeah just the intricacies the detail and the lore and the accuracy combined with the depth and the breadth like a couple reviews were like i got lost in the school i, I was like i didn't know where i was cuz it's so big it i was i was 32 hours in and i found a new room and it wasn't a room that was like locked behind a door that I needed the, you know, to pick the lock. Like I didn't know there was a room. I was like, how did I find this room 32 hours in? And I, when I tell you, if you guys look, I have all my parts up on, on stream. Like I've been playing five, six hours straight at, at times. And I'm going up and down that hallways, looking at everything, doing the, doing the spell, trying to, you know, trying to reveal everything possible. I'm like, how did I miss this? I, I found a room yesterday for the first time with close to 40 hours. And I was just like, I passed this a thousand times and didn't know that was a door. Like it doesn't show you it's a door. It doesn't come up on the thing as a door, but I don't want to say it. Cause I want people to discover it. I want for people sure. to discover it. Uh, it's, it's amazing. The, the intricacy of this and from the books and from the films, right? So in the books, it describes what the rooms are, right? It describes you like, it's in the North Tower or it's in the Bell Tower and it tells you the description of what these things are. The movie shows you what these things are and the game has taken the books and the films and they've made an actual, like, their plan. Like, so this is, like, official now, right? Like, this is the the actual blueprint of what the castle is to a T, right? Mm-hmm. Based on what they got from the books and what they based on the movies. And it's, it's like, a hundred and... I think someone says it in thing, I'm sure... Uh, someone will tell us in chat. I think there's like 142 staircases or 149 staircases in the in the in the castle. You get you get so lost up and down, uh, left and right, going through things, trying to figure out the different puzzles. There's so. Have you done the key puzzle yet? Any of the key puzzles yet? No. Or you don't even know what I'm talking about. I don't okay. Even know what you're talking about yet. <laughs> okay. 
So there's key puzzles, there's the chests, there's the uh, uh, the locked doors, there's the, um, uh, the 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 gobblestones that you have to find. There's 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 just thing after thing after thing to find in this castle. I spent 21 hours in it. 21 hours. <laughs> I play. I le- I was level like 18 before I left the castle. Just going mm. back and forth. I didn't even do exploring. That's why yesterday I asked you. I go just curiosity. I was like. What level are you and how much money do you have? Because I had a lot of money because I found a lot of those chests with the eyes that oh, you yeah. have to get. They give you like mm-hmm. a lot of those chests. And then I was just selling everything. Um, and my biggest thing is like, I was like, oh, the the storage is really low. I was pissed off about it. I was like, I was like, yeah. oh, they, they only give you 20. But then I was like, oh, you got to do this to get the Merlin stuff to, yeah. to get your gear up. And I was like, yeah. all right, that's good. Yeah. I, I was waiting. I was waiting to get room for requirement. I thought I was going to have like a destiny box or something to, or division box where I could just throw stuff in. Mm-hmm. No, no. I like that they did that because I remember that in Spider Man that the stuff in the open world, all those little boxes that you're checking and gathering and doing, it actually serves a purpose because it gives you more storage. You're not just doing the Merlin trials for the sake of doing them. It gi- it gives you something. There's a, pro- there's a point. Revelios yeah. all around the all around the castle actually serving a purpose, actually meaning that, you know, oh, I get stuff, I get to level. I think that's a significant thing. Now, I do want to circle back just to one thing about the RPG thing, because I, I I don't think this is 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 helpful because Eugene said, I wish we would draw brighter lines with RPG. Do your choices ultimately matter? Can you affect the main plot points and the outcome of the story? No, not an RPG. Well, you just said that there are no RPGs then. There are almost no games that do that. Even Skyrim was criticized for this, that your choices ultimately don't matter, and they don't ultimately impact. So one of the greatest RPGs ever created isn't an RPG because I can't affect the outcome of the story, and my choices ultimately don't matter. Like, they do, but not to the degree that I'm going to have, like, a different ending. Now, I know some games do alternate endings, but that's... that's, that's ironically an incredibly narrow way to define an RPG, though, because it's like, well, so none of these games, Assassin's Creed Origins, that's not an RPG. Like, Skyrim's not an RPG. Like, I I don't know. Diablo. Like, that, I think, makes it... that Then it becomes a superfluous word. It doesn't mean anything anymore at that point. You're using it in, you're using it in such a narrow way. Words and categories have a range of meaning and application, and, and I think it's totally fine to look at a game like this and say there's loot there's tiers of loot there's builds there's skills there's talents I, it's it, I, I level up it's an RPG right like it has RPG elements you know uh, similarly we use like rogue not every rogue is right. Hades and dead cells right not every rogue is returnal um, so I, I think I think in the world of gaming it's helpful to think of these as identity markers not identity definers like you're not defining the entire game's identity it's like what well, it has an identity marker of an rpg it's it's it but it's not an rpg if that makes sense yeah. uh real quick I, I people were asking me what house i'm in uh me and my uh, my niece we were on vacation in july of the summer and we took the test together and we both got into hufflepuff so i told her that i would be hufflepuff first playthrough so i'm hufflepuff i, I don't like hufflepuff but i'm in hufflepuff uh, so that's my first playthrough. You old softy. You old softy. That 
I got sorted into Slytherin and was pretty happy. There were people in chat predicting that. Like, I had Potter lore nerds that were like, your personality? They're like, you'll be Slytherin. I was like, really? And they're like, oh yeah. And I was like, okay. So I took the quiz and sure enough, that I, 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 I didn't know what answers to pick. Like, I, I wasn't a Harry Potter guy. So I was like, well, these are my honest answers. And that's where I got sorted. Uh, my, my wife's going to play it tonight for members. And I want to see where she gets sorted. Like, I think we might make her do the website first because I don't think the video game asks you very many questions, does it? It only asks you like a handful. Like, you know that I took like a test on online for the the website is what we did. Uh, the one in the in the game when you, if you're, I think it's four questions. It's four questions, and I, and it's pretty self explanatory. It's like one through four, and then it would be each house. You know what I mean? Like if you pick that each each of those houses, and then yeah, on the well, on the on the, on the algorithm, it's like if you pick one and one, then you're automatically Gryffindor. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, you've upset Chad. There said, "What's wrong with Hufflepuff, Mike?" Swayed and Lone Wolf. I didn't pick. I I didn't. I look. It's like a sports team now, right? Now we're all like, ah, I'm this team. Like, look, all the houses are fantastic. Okay, <laughs> I. I didn't want to be Hufflepuff. All right, that's that's the what I'm looking at. Like I wanted to be either Slytherin or uh, Gryffindor, and I got Hufflepuff. So I'm Hufflepuff. All right, so I'm a Hufflepuff. I just like there's someone in the game that says I didn't want to be. Uh, what would they say? I don't want to be. I th- I thought I was going to be Slytherin, but I'm Ravenclaw or whatever. And and, and your character asks, "What do you mean? You thought you were going to be Slytherin? Like like that? That's it. I, I was just a little for the person that I am." taking the test i thought i would be in a different house that's all yeah no that's fine <laughs> it's very diplomatic of you to be like all the houses are great like i'm sitting here thinking like no dude it, 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 hufflepuff's <laughs> lame like if, Huffle, if hufflepuff's like actual it's a icon, honey badger if it wasn't it, a badger your face off that's the only redeeming quality okay they always seem lame and 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 like weak right you go you go tell the, the the badger he's weak and see what he does to your face. Yeah, yeah. Well, their 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 emblem should be like you know like a flower or a soft piece of dough or something. You know the other <laughs> the other one got a lion and a raven yeah. and a yeah. snake. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm obviously kidding. I don't <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, Hufflepuff is for kids. We had everybody coming in and saying that. That, that. That's been a thing that people have said. Oh, it's for kids or for kids game. This is marketed for children. I'm like, bro, I don't know what you're talking about. Harry Potter as an IP is not necessarily appealing to children to the degree that it's appealing to people that are like 25 and up who right, grew up right. reading the books. I just don't think so. And and I don't think this game is is kind of built for kids. I have a question right now for chat. When you go before the Great Hall and look at the the hourglasses, okay, in my game, Gryffindor and Hufflepuff, right, have points in their hourglasses, but Slytherin and Ravenclaw have none. I want to know, in your game, if you go up to the hourglasses, if it's the same, or if it's different because you're in that house of, like, Ravenclaw or Slytherin. Let me know in chat if, if you actually have points in your thing, because they're empty in mine, but the other two houses have actual points in their thing. And I was like, I wonder if that changes throughout the game. I don't know. So I wanted I wanted to, to ask that question to you guys, because you guys can find out real fast in your games right now. That would be a really big live service clue. If... Zyber Sword says all even in his game. Oh, the, yeah. I was going to say, if everybody's house count was the same, I'd be like, hey, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. That means there's at least some kind of low-level live service going on 
that well, all no. of our games are impacting the hourglasses. No, no, I don't mean it like that. I think it, it, it was whatever house you're in. So if you're in Slytherin and if you walked up to your thing, then it would have points in there for you because you're you're doing stuff for your quest, right? Okay. I just want to I just want to know if it's if because I'm in Hufflepuff, that's why I have points, or is it like that for everybody? Like whatever house you're in, it has points in your hourglass. When you start off with negative one million, it's hard to come up strong. <laughs> Troll Troll <laughs> says, "Here he goes with the live service." Well, you know I was going to go there, so you took us there, Troll Troll. Everybody blamed Troll Troll for having to talk about live service. Mike, do you think there are live service clues in this game? Because I've picked up on a handful of things that seem to indicate they have plans long-term for this. I I said this months before, uh, before I even knew anything, and now that I've played the game and put a lot of hours in, I see Hogwarts itself as like, and I hate to bring this game up, but it's the tower in Destiny. It's, Mm -hmm. it's it's, it's It's the home base. So let's say if if there was live service at one point, okay, I believe that Hogwarts there's there's so many different type of games that you can play. Like if if this was at the home area, right? We could we could play uh, again. I don't know the name. I, I did this last night in my podcast. What's that game that you you you're pulling the balls towards you? What what, what is that called? Oh, you do it during the tutorial. I forget. Yeah. It's like reverse bocce ball. Yeah, exactly. That game you can play. You could do races. Let's say you could do uh, hippogriff races. You could do broom races. You could do that game. You could do maybe wizard's chess. You could. There's so many things they could actually put in this game, and it doesn't have to be like a co-op, go on a buddy uh, type of thing. It could literally just be, hey, come to Hogwarts. We're all kids in the school. It could be like a small little server base, 10, 16 characters, like are just randomly walking around the school. You play games. You match make with people. Summer's Court. Thank you, Sean. Like it could be, it could be stuff like that, real simple, right? And then if you go outside the the walls of Hogwarts, then it, it you you go in your own instance of the of the open world. Potentially, it, it could be, but yeah, Quinnage. Like I see, man, they they say five minutes in the game, they tell you why it's not there, which I love, by the way. Yeah. they there's a lore of why it's not there, but then as you go through the game, they keep dropping those hints like uh, of of Quinnage could come back and you read these notes and there's a whole bunch of stuff so it could potentially be a a, a live service game i don't know i i we had this conversation what three weeks ago i we think did, it yeah we be. debated it yeah we debated yeah it. i think it should be a live service game and even more so now after playing 46 hours into the game i'm like oh yeah this is the game feels amazing i wish uh your your, your companions went on more missions with you Mm-hmm. And I wish there was just like one other person. Like I would love to go on a mission with one other person, just exploring the world and fighting yep. the enemies. It would just feel that much better. So I know people get tired of me banging on this drum, but I'm going to bang on it because there are number one, since the first debut of this game, I kept telling people, I said, my instinct tells me the headlines will be, it's a surprisingly deep RPG especially once we saw the customization light, in the light, R, it's, light RPG we've already we've already established this Lono come on I swear to, I swear to, this is the last time I'm having you on the show <laughs> <laughs> but um I was saying that from the beginning and I think that's because my spidey sense is attuned to live service games because of all of the destiny coverage I think I'm just that's where my brain goes it's like hmm and I realized something yesterday it, it this just dawned on me as you were talking. So one of the things that has come up is the room of requirement. People like, I would love to show my room of requirement to people. Kind of like how you could do it in New World, right? You could invite somebody into your house and it would show them your house and it wouldn't really affect the server itself. And yesterday, 
when I was in the room of requirement, I was like, oh, I'm going to plant these seeds so that I can make some potions and it's going to take eight or nine minutes or whatever. And I left and I did that thing where you can advance time. You can click to wait on the map. And then I went back into the room of requirement to see, oh, did it skip time? And it didn't. And the room of requirement seems to be its own instance Instance, that is not attached to the entire game. It's not attached to the clock of the game, what's going out in the actual game world. It's its own thing. And I don't think you can... Can you just walk in there, or do you have to fast travel into there? I can't remember. No, you, you can walk in. If you okay. walk up all the way up to the tower, the stairs, the wall mm-hmm. opens up, you walk through, just like you did for the main mission, instead of you just okay. walk into that door. Yeah. So it's a lengthy journey, and you have to go through a door, right? Yeah, but really, you're going to fast travel unless you're over there. But is the door closed when you get there every time? Uh, Yeah, but I, okay. I've only been there once through the actual door after the fact i yep. think it loads i think it goes into an instance mm-hmm. if i'm not mistaken you don't open up and go right in but you go in the door i think there's a load screen and then you're in the room of requirements because there's the under area that you go with sebastian have you gone there yet and, and the and then ominous gets mad at you because like yep. he doesn't want other people to know okay so that i don't know if the room of requirement does this but that one i have to hold a button and then it puts me down in there. I can't just like open the door and go down there. It actually like makes me hold a button. Yeah, it's it's an instance. Like when you go into the dungeons, certain certain dungeons. Yeah, right. And so for me, those pieces in the game that are doing that, that seems peculiar to me because it's like, well, wait a minute. Why would you not just let me sort of open the door and do the little spinner load time? You seemingly have built areas where. I have to sort of load into it. There's been missions like that where, like, you hit a little thing, then you go in. This reminds me of Anthem. You would go to do a mission, and you'd have to hold the button down, and and then boom, and it would load you and your buddies into the mission. And because somebody in chat said, there's no way they could make this game multiplayer MMO. It's so much of it's built for single player. And I'm like, how do you know that? So many instances seem like you you transition from like the wandering and the roaming to the oh we need to instance you into this so that you can right. go into this area that screams mmo that screams live service like rpgs yes they do this they do but the loading and the instancing is different and the other thing that seems odd to me i don't know if you've noticed this people have tried to explain this away and i'm like you can't explain this away You'll go to an assignment and it'll say, oh, go to so-and-so's class. And then you hit start quest. But what it does is, is it makes you sit down on the ground. It, it fades to black and then fades up and you're sitting on the ground and then you stand up because you were literally waiting. Yeah. Like if you're waiting, if it's like nighttime and you have to wait for daytime, it, it makes you wait. Then mm-hmm. comes back during the day and then mm-hmm. it starts the quest. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Like, I get it. No. There's an internal clock. But if I hit start quest, why wouldn't you just start the quest? Like, mm, you it, it, it could be because it's, it's and again, I'm not a, a coder. But if the coding is like, okay, when they get to this spot and it's nighttime, we got to make it daytime because that's when the, you know, uh, it censors it to, to, to go. Because they didn't create that scene at night, right? So it needs to be daytime. Mm-hmm. Click that button, and then it lets you into the classroom. And then, uh, because there was one time I did wait, and then all of a sudden, it like, well, it was, no, I didn't wait. It was 
the time was clicking around. I went into the astronomy class and then through the trap door and I was about to wait. And then the clock struck where I guess it was like daytime between like night and day. And everyone just appeared in front of me. Like, like they went pop, 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 pop. And then they all just walked in the cloud. I was like, I was like, oh, okay. I guess I don't have to wait. So I think it's more of a scripted thing. I don't think it's more of an instance thing for that example. I think the example you were saying about holding X, that's definitely an instance. And that could definitely be like, me and you want to play together. Hey, you, you go to that dungeon and we meet at that dungeon. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, my only thought is, though, that means then when you're doing those missions... It's happening in the world. It's you're, you're not going and just starting a mission and then suddenly Professor Fig is there talking to you and it's daytime. Or suddenly the, the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher is just suddenly there talking to you and the, and the quest starts. That means that the actual mission is happening, happening in the world, which again that feels like an online yeah. service element of like, well, I, yeah. I, I, these things are really happening in the world of Hogwarts. It's not just some single-player game because think about it. In Horizon Forbidden West, when you go start a quest or something, there were some quests that happened at dusk and at night and it would just load in the quest for me. It would do a cutscene and then it would be dark out. It wasn't like, oh, we gotta make you wait because it was my game. It wasn't, this doesn't feel exactly like my game. It's like, yes, I'm playing my missions and quests, but I'm playing them on your time. I'm playing them in your world. And that to me, again, just is like, there's something here. There's an undercurrent here that feels built and prepared for something bigger than just what we have at the moment. Do do we know, I, I, I didn't look into it. Does this game have to have online or can you play it offline? Oh, I don't know if any, I don't know if anybody's tested that. I, I, I don't know if if you got to be online. I'm not saying that it that means it's definitely a, a live service game. But if it's if you have to be online, then there's definitely something coming down the line that they're going to add to the game. If it's co-op or just whatever, I, I just feel like I said this months ago. I said this a couple of weeks ago on the other podcast we did. I said the rumor requirements. It doesn't make any sense to me that unless you have like a brother or sister, a mother or father to sit over your shoulder and go, hey, look what I did. Look what I, I put no one cares right and unless you're a streamer to go hey look what i did with my room of requirements nobody can see your stuff like right millions of people are going to buy this game and you're going to spend tens and 20 and uh you know 30 100 hours in the room of requirements decorating and stuff and no one can see it except yourself now obviously uh people are like well th- there's been games like that in the past sure sure but then look at what animal crossing did animal crossing is a single player game mm-hmm. okay and you can bring co-op and they're just they're just like you know minions coming along with you you have no interaction or you can't do anything it's like one person you're just kind of there on the island but other people from other places fly into your airport and then they come into your island they can see your island that makes that game so much better because even though you have no friends or whatnot you could sell something on your island and someone could visit your island and go oh that's pretty cool and they can see certain things this feels like the same type of thing where someone could just come to your room of requirement like you come, I invite you into my world, my server, right? Sort of like an in, uh, instance, like in uh, Division, you're the host, okay? You come into my world, and you can come into my room and see certain stuff and go, oh, where'd you get that? Oh, I got it from here. Let's mm-hmm. go get it for you. And then you can go on a mission together. It just feels like that should be in the game, and maybe it was in the game at some point. Right. And, or maybe they have some plans. Maybe this will be, and I've said this in the past, maybe it'll be like a Grand Theft Auto 
uh, esque type of online afterwards. Like the game's out, people enjoy the game, they play the game. It's like six months down the line, and all of a sudden they're like, "Hey, ta-da! We have a uh, we have a Hogwarts online section." Which in the menu system, instead of going into your single player game continuing, you go into the online version of the game, and then maybe you could, like I said, play the games together, do races together. Right. Even the way the game loads up, you have your four character slots. You pick your character. You see your character standing there. They're in their room of requirement. They, like it's, yeah. it's it the, that room behind you in the opening screen. It changes according to what you've done in the actual game. And there's more clues here. We've got somebody saying, uh, "Doesn't there?" There's a mission where you have to learn about a spell, and it says that you have to do it solo. Well, why would it say that if? What, I mean, I know sometimes people come with you, but like, oh, you you must do this solo. Like, what the what the huh? Yeah. Like, what that doesn't matter if I'm not online. And then another great clue: right. why are they censoring the names that we're choosing if they're if we're never going to be online with other people? Like, who cares yeah. if I want to make my name Buttface McButt? Like, that's my right. name, right? It, exactly. Because if I if I use a curse word or something in my name, who cares if I'm the only one seeing it? Right? I don't know. It is it is a little strange with their requirements uh for the game uh silent warrior says uh 40 plus hours would you multiplayer work with the quest and dungeons i get a little games of quinnage but not overall gameplay i think for the overall gameplay the way it would work is that obviously everyone that's playing the game is at a different level right and everything every mission you go on every dungeon you find every merlin thing you do there's challenges to do you could just like if lona wanted to play with me and he's like hey where did you get that outfit I know where I got it. I got it from this dungeon, right? And then we go to that dungeon and we just go through and then he gets it. It's just, that's that simple. Like you could go into dungeons multiple times, right? It's not like it's one and done and then it's over. Certain things are one and done. Like if you, once you activate the Merlin thing, that Merlin thing is activated, but the, the, the poacher camps, the, the, the dungeons, those are all still there and you, and you can constantly still go and uh, XP farm if you really wanted to. Um, as far as the the loot system, there are already people loading the game up. They didn't like what they got, so they load the game again, open the chest again, get a different piece of gear. So the loot system itself is a little different every single time. I don't know if it's a pool per, like, let's say, you know, mm. um, I don't know what the, what the champion's chest or uh, collectible chest is. Uh, maybe that's the one that constantly rotates, but maybe the gear that falls out in the world is the exact same of a pool. I don't know. Uh, I'm not really looking at this as a looter. You know what I mean? It's more of a go on an adventure, get a piece of gear, drop the piece of gear, like destroy mm. it or, or pay for it. I don't know. Yeah, That's really interesting, though, that loot is not static. That's, I don't know, that just seems like another signpost of... I was out in the world... I, I was telling this to the chat this morning. When I was out roaming the open world yesterday, I landed in a spot and there were some spiders. And then I landed in another spot and there were some wolves. And their names pop up and they have a level and they have a health bar. And it it made, it just reminded me of New World. Like, I haven't felt like that since oh, I played yeah. New World. Like, this sort of living world where, where you land in certain areas, there might be frogs or wolves or spiders. Um, and they have their level. And they have their attacks, and then they come back. They're not gone. Like, I can't just, like, go clear an area, and then they're never, you know, they're never, never gone. And so, I don't know. It's like, the, I do, I think there is so much more beyond what we're seeing. And randomized loot in chests, that's... Because I told people, I, I thought about that the one day. I was in uh, Professor Fig's room, 
and in the corner of the room was a chest. I went and grabbed it, and I told somebody, I said, oh, make sure and check that chest. I got a really good, you know, it was, I think, like a, a shirt. Like, it was, like, legendary. Yeah. And somebody was like, yeah. oh, I got something completely different from that chest. And it, it, it didn't dawn on me till just now that, like, well, wait a minute. Why would that be? Like, wouldn't... That means you you could play this game multiple times and never have the same experience with respect to the loot and your appearance unless you're insanely exhaustive and you somehow get every single item in the game right well you also can backfill your 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 uh, gear as well which is kind of weird so if you're like a level 26 and all of a sudden uh you have other pieces of gear on you if you activate the 27s and then go out in the world and get a piece of gear it'll be level 27 like it'll mm. it'll it'll start backfilling the, the pieces so i don't know if there was at one time maybe they were doing something like that where it was supposed to be like a looter type as, aspect but yeah if you're if you have like three pieces of gear that are level 27 and then you go to the store and pick up a piece of gear to fill that one spot that's like level 20 mm-hmm. then then everything else will fill in it's it, it's interesting the way they're doing it again it's a single player game but yeah there's 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 assets of it you're like that seems like a that seems like a looter that seems like an online type of service game so there's there's little sprinklings across the across the way yeah crowded house says i heard enemy variety is severely lacking is that true no all of the negative press about this game i i have to say it it's just unsubstantiated a lot of it's just flat out lies there are people that are just flat out lying about the game um, they have their own reasons for that. I think we're actually going to, you know, maybe use the second half of the show to talk about that element of this game's success. But there are 69 different enemy types. Now, some of those are like, oh, there's like three or four different versions of spiders. That's true in most games. So I would say right. there's probably 20 to 30 unique enemies, and each of the variant types have their own weaknesses and things that they do differently. Um, even the spiders, I was having to change my strategy and do things that were, you know, different. So I, the, the, the people saying that are just, they're, they're, they're lying, uh, which is related to what I wanted to talk about. I, I, I touched on it this morning. Like, I refuse to make a title, thumbnail, or show about the boycott and about all the controversy. I, I, I say it's controversy in quotations. It's just so unbelievably hyperbolic, overstated, and silly. Um, but, but... I said this morning, I think the boycott helped this game because it trended on Twitter for weeks. And I think whenever you give people this choice, like choose a side, I do think it makes people choose a side. And I also think there's tons of people posturing on on Twitter who will play it in secret. I do. I think there's plenty of people that are like, okay, you know, I, I might agree with you that there's been some stuff said on Twitter by the you know the original author that maybe I don't agree with, but that doesn't mean I can't buy the game, right? I think there right. are people that they don't... Like, life is not so black and white as people like to make it on Twitter. It's like they live in Disney, like, movies where the villain is 100% villainous and the good, the good person, the hero, is 100%, you know, heroic. And it's like, real life never breaks down that cleanly. And so... Where did you land on that aspect? Like you knew people were probably going to maybe give you some guff and comments or or whatever. And and do you think we have a Streisand effect that they drew so much of a heightened level of attention for the game that it's contributed to its commercial success? One, well, anybody that watches me or watched me or known me for years knows I don't give two craps 
about what someone's going to tell me what to play or not play. I don't mm -hmm. get caught up in all that stuff. I, I'm going to play, and if someone wants to call me a name, um, they're not educated enough to realize they're the ones being bigoted, right? Because bigoted works both ways. Like, if I'm bigoted towards someone because I'm playing a game and you hate me because I'm playing that game, then you're also a bigot. So it, it's 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 extremely, uh, you know, I don't care about that type of stuff. As far mm -hmm. as the Streisand effect, 100%. I know at least 10 people that have bought multiple copies of the game just because this person was like, you're hurting people. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, then I'm going to buy 10 copies and hand it out because that's ridiculous, right? Someone, someone, not to say, not to diminish anything across the board, uh, if transgender people are, are being picked on or, or being targeted in any way, that's not to take anything away from them. But don't try to boycott because it's not a boycott. A boycott actually works. Like if you boycott something, you'll, you'll go, oh, man, they sold 100 copies. The boycott worked. This is sold tens of millions of copies of games so i wouldn't really say that the boycott worked in any way shape or form or if you can call it a boycott it's just a small minority of people being loud because of social media and if it wasn't because of social media we wouldn't even see this as a blip on the radar mm -hmm. i i would almost go about saying that this could have been because of the way society is and i don't want to go down the rabbit hole here but this could have been planned from the start to make a a, a, a loud voice of nothing to give them guerrilla marketing as far as where the best advertisement is just getting it the name out there and people are going what's hogwarts why does hogwarts hate it so much oh it's mm -hmm. because of it's because of the author well the author has nothing to do with the actual game right yeah sure she created the hogwarts legacy or i'm sorry the harry potter world okay mm -hmm. but the parks at universal studios are packed solid um are, are people not paying tickets anymore because uh, you know, she said the statements. I'm sure there are people out there like I'm not supporting Universal Studios anymore because they because of uh, Rowling, you know, what she said, JK said. But that's such a small thing. And if, and if you're that person, bravo, like stand up for your rights and stay and stay strong to what you believe in. It's lonely. At the, it's lonely sometimes where, where you believe that everyone hates you or no one's on your side. But if you stay true to yourself, OK, it'll all work out. So if you if you don't want to, uh, you know, uh, fund someone's things because of the way they have opinions. You have your opinions. She had her opinions. If you don't agree with them, that's fine. But the the overall statement of this boycott, this is not a boycott. This is just, uh, th this is completely, what, what's the opposite of a boycott? Uh, what's something when it, I mean, it's it's literally like one of the most popular like, games on the planet. Like a marketing campaign is the opposite. It's, 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 it's a marketing campaign, right? Like that's what it feels like. Yeah, I... I've refused to engage on Twitter because it's yeah. it's probably a wasted effort, but I saw an exchange between two people, and somebody was just genuinely asking. He was like, I honestly would like to know, what's the deal here? And he's like, you know, he said, what, what's, what's the problem? And so some guy says, well, money to the game goes to her, and she puts money to bad organizations. He says, okay, well, what organizations? And the guy couldn't tell him. Right, of course not. And he was like, I'm confused. You asserted a position that that you asserted a claim and that means that the the pressure's then on you. Like you you <laughs> burden of proof is on you. Right. And and to be like, I've bought in hook, line, and sinker to this narrative, and yet I can't substantiate the narrative. You can't even 
prove or point to, oh yeah, this. Like, that's what drove me crazy about this. Is like, I literally can't find any evidence. I've searched. I went to Google. I went to articles. And it's all, they claim it, but then they don't prove it. And then, or they'll point to a tweet claiming it. And it's like, I feel like we're in that age of, you'll read an article that makes a claim and you, you're like, well, where's the proof? And they're linking to another, another article that makes the claim. Right. And you're like just a bad, you know, telephone. Yeah. And all the way down. And then it's like, so people are this angry, this hot and bothered, this strong in their convictions and opinions. And they're doing it with zero proof. And I'm like, man, oh man, do I relate to that? Like, right. Comes very personally familiar. Very familiar. familiar. Yes. Let's let's just absolute blood and vinegar. Get the pitchforks out. Let's burn down this village. Well, do do we do we do we have do we have any proof? Well, we'll know. But I don't need any proof. It's 2023. (laughs) Well, it's funny because when people come in, they're like, have you been harassed? I've had a couple people, but you know what? It's like a fart in the wind. It, it someone says something and it moves along real pretty fast when you ignore it. Okay, it's just it it doesn't matter because if someone calls me a bigot for buying a video game, it, take a look in the mirror, man, because you're, you're using technology which's been been used with where there's proven like slave camps and stuff like that for people using things, right? So <laughs> don't get up on your high horse and tell me what's right or wrong. And meanwhile, you're, what you're tweeting on is something that's a, a problem in the world as well. So. You know, I don't, I don't care about much of this stuff. I'm going to enjoy the game regardless if uh, someone hates me. Uh, imagine that. Hating someone for playing a game. They just want to sit back and kind of escapism from the world that we live in. And these people are just trying to hone down in on you about uh, what's right or wrong. You're like, dude, I'm just playing a video game. Right? I, if I was in my 20s, I would just smoke a blunt and just play a video game. Leave me alone. Right, like I saw somebody defend against that, like, oh, you you're probably using an iPhone or wearing designer clothes, like you're okay with that, and their defense of using Twitter also, it's like, well, you're using Twitter. D- do you know yeah. who owns Twitter? You're right. You think you think he's on your side on this issue? Um, and their point was, well, I have to exist in society while also trying to fix society, and I was like. You just betrayed your insane high level of privilege. So you think existing in society is wearing designer clothes and owning an iPhone. That's not existing in society. There are plenty of other alternatives to existing in society. Those are now presumptions to your your level of living that you're not willing to give up. You're not willing to make a genuine sacrifice. You're willing to tweet and attack other people because, well, I mean, hey... That doesn't cost you anything. That doesn't actually change your life. That this would. So, the you know, the, oh, I have to exist in society. It's like, uh, listen, I'm not telling you to not grocery shop and to not pay your bills so the electricity stays on, but you don't need to use electronics or designer right. clothes or designer shoes that you know is made at the loss of human flourishing in other places you just look the other way you're like well i can't do anything about that but i can tweet and attack other people well you know here's here's the thing if i'm gonna boycott something nobody's gonna know you know who's gonna know me right if i want to boycott something i'll be like well i'm just not gonna 
not going to buy that, not going to shop there, not going to do this. But I'm not going to go to Twitter and be like, who's with me? I'm not doing a Jerry Maguire moment going, I'm boycotting. Who's boycotting with me? Who's coming with me to boycott? The, like, just just do your boycott, man. Just don't buy it. Don't support. Don't do anything. But don't tell other people what to do. Just just be yourself. And and if you if you don't want to, if you feel icky because you're a streamer and you feel like if you play this game, your trans friends, your gay friends, your LGB friends are going to hate you then they're not really your friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, mm-hmm. if, if if you're transgender, gay, lesbian, whatever, okay, hate you because you bought a game, then they weren't really your friend to begin with. Just And you just kind of move on. Right. Yeah, I continue to call that a tyrannical view of friendship. I said it's like the Borg. They want to assimilate you. They don't want to be your ally or your friend. Right. They, they want to assimilate you through brute force that you need to look exactly like them and think and talk like them or else you're not their friend. It's like, how brittle and fragile are you that you can't be in proximity with people that don't think the way that you do? Like, are you that, you're, you're that fragile and scared of differing viewpoints? Like, I, the, the other thing about this that I, I laughed the other day and I did a little bit on it and I, and I, and it was, it was funny but at the same time, I made sure the guy knew, like, I wasn't taking a dig at him because he's he's a, he's a member of the community and he's he's a nice guy. And he, he basically was, like, thanking me for taking a stand by playing it. And I was like, I'm not taking a stand. I'm just right. playing. It's like, imagine the level of privilege that you're going to come from to think that, like, I'm making a stand. Like, as you play a video game in the safety of your own home. Like, really? Like, no, I'm not. I'm not taking a stand. I'm just playing the game. Now, when it comes up, I stand for truth and accuracy and intellectual argumentation as opposed to fallacious argumentation like poisoning the well or genetic fallacies where we're trying to connect all these dots to JK. I love what people in chat are saying about, are you going to boycott Sony? You're going to boycott Steam? You're going to boycott Xbox? They're all making money from this. They're making direct money from this property i'm not making any direct money from the property right. like you oh your videos have made money no 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 no, no. i ain't making right. the money that sony's making yeah it's like it's like seven degrees to kevin bacon right because she came up with the idea then this company made the idea and then this person's shipping the idea and then you're buying the idea so like if you're not going to support her then you can't support the game the this console the, mm-hmm. the company it's on the tv you bought you play it on like you can't like you can't just pick and choose. Like if you're going to go down this line and and, and say, well, we got to boycott this, then you got to boycott everybody else that's supporting that thing, right? Yep. So, yep. It, yeah. They won't burn all those bridges because those no. bridges would affect their career. They won't burn the bridges with the press because plenty of the press has covered it. The press has covered it. Like you're going to burn the bridge with every single gaming outlet out there. Like I dare you. I dare you to boycott and speak ill of Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo. See how that goes well right. for your streaming right. career when you're burning bridges with all them. But you'll happily burn bridges with content creators. And do you want to know why? Because they're your competition and you have no problem tearing them down because they're right. just an obstacle in your way to whatever version version of success that you think you're aiming at but you're not daring to go after even the purple platform had an ad campaign like don't stream you're supporting a an infrastructure that benefits the game and subsequently benefits her like that would take real sacrifice that would take real integrity and courage and consistency and they don't have it and I remember in it was in Star Trek the Next Generation season 3 episode 2 I have this in my phone cuz I love it data says do you consider your position so weak that it cannot withstand debate? And I'm like, 
that is such a scalpel into so many issues. It's like you won't debate, you won't discuss, you won't provide proof. You scream, yell, and block because you're children, right. you're juvenile. Like you don't have the ability to even enter the debate. To make the claims that money goes to her and goes to bad organizations, I've not seen a single person substantiate these these boogeymen bad organizations. They're like, the proof's on you. Burden of proof's on you. If you're going to walk around making that claim, then prove it. I haven't been able to substantiate that with any proof, and I've done my own research. I can't find it. So all they've done, in my opinion, is push the game commercially higher. Oh, sure. Push, push the game to higher levels of success before it even launched. Today's the launch date. Yeah, today, right. I feel like it's been 14 days since it's launched because I've been playing so much, and it literally comes out today. It comes out today. We've only had three days early access. I flew to New Zealand, so I had an extra day. But, uh, <laughs> you know, that that was, yeah, I, I took first class to, to New Zealand. Uh, so, yeah, the, the problem is, and someone asked in chat, I forget who the name is. I'm sorry. Let me let me scroll up. Said, what about if it's, fam- oh, Speed, Shutter Speed. Said, what about if it's family members? Well, it's, it's very simple. If it's a family member that's part of the LGBTQ or trans or whatever, okay, and you want to play that game so bad, but you don't care about your sibling, your brother, your father, your mother, whatever, and you choose to play the game over them and it hurts them, well, that's that's a personal situation, right? And if, if that person says, I would really appreciate it if you didn't play the game because of this, and you're like, okay, I respect you. But would you go online and go, well, I can't play it because my dad, my mom, my brother, my sister is this, and you can't play it either, right? Like, you would have to take it individually and and talk with that, with that person because that's what adults do. They talk to each other. They just don't give an ultimatum of you either play this or uh, you're, I, I take you off as by being my son or my daughter because of it. Like it, it, that's just ridiculous. Yeah. I, I have always wondered if, you know, the people that are, you know, pushing this hard, sometimes I wonder if they really truly believe it because I, for one, I, for one, I, I, I will 100% own this and be transparent if I was still streaming on Twitch and I was still in the community that I was in, I would have skipped this game. I would have said, it's not worth it. Like, deep down in my heart, I would have been like, I can play this game and my conscience would be completely clear. But right. I would have 100% given over to fear. And I would have been like, yeah, I'm not going to play it. I'm standing in solidarity with the do 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 Because I wouldn't have wanted to lose my friendships and my connections. Now, I wouldn't have been malicious. I wouldn't have burned bridges and blocked people that played it. But I would have been like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to play the game. And, and in the back of my head, I've been like, it's not worth the loss of friendships. I'm putting those friendships in quotations because those are not real friends. Like, if, if a friendship and a connection is based on an ultimatum, then it's not a friendship, that's a contract. And I I know I would have. I would have 100% given over to the fear. And I wonder how many people are in that boat. That they're like, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I don't agree with nasty things that may have been said on Twitter about these people, but I, I can buy the game. and they, But they're, they're not going to, at least not publicly, because they're scared. And I think that that level of fear spreads very quickly. I, if I was on Twitch, I'd do the exact same thing. I would be one of the people that actually streams it. And I would, I mean, I, I have no no problem being who I am. And if someone wants to call me names or whatever, I'm it, I'm 44 years old. I, I, I'm i too old to care what people think I am. But I, I know who I am. You know what I mean? Hang on. I got to put this person out of the chat. Um, 
Thank you, Slow Mobius, for renewing. Fat Steven Seagal with the $2 tip says, Video games are not the monster under the bed. And thank you, Rex, for the brand new membership. Make sure you guys are hitting subscribe. You can talk in the chat. We're reading your comments and trying to pull them into the discussion. Also, make sure you're smashing the like button. A really solid turnout for this two-man show that we do on Fridays. And I just, again, I, I, I appreciate that we can talk about it in chats. You know, chats being, for the most part, charitable. I, I just had to get some rid of somebody who was just openly saying they were a bad person. You have person. to talk about it, though. You know what I mean? That's, that's the thing. People are afraid to talk about stuff because they're afraid mm-hmm. that other people's opinions and thoughts are going to hurt them in some way, shape, or form physically. Where... You just talk about it like talk about it if if uh i have family that's that's gay okay and they didn't say hey you're not gonna play that harry potter game are you because i heard they're like hey have fun right they it, it's it's not a life or death situation right they're completely different things if if you're being physically harmed by someone is a completely different conversation than an author seven degrees of kevin bacon away from me playing a video game uh, uh, you know hurting someone across the world or whatever it's it's just me playing a video game well i made it personal for myself i said listen imagine george lucas is still getting royalties from star wars i I don't know if he is or not but let's just say that he is he created the universe of star wars and let's say he's still getting royalties right If, if he lost his mind and he got on twitter and he went on a tirade about how much he hates a certain people group i'd be like oh my gosh i don't agree with him but I would not suddenly say, well, a huge part of my childhood. I have to torch it. I have to get rid of right, my right. shirts. Right I have to everything, get, yeah. Gotta get rid of the books. I can't play Jedi Survivor. Can't watch Mandalorian. You know, I, like, I wouldn't do that. And to but, ask people to do that, to literally say, listen, you need to jettison a fabric of your life, something that you did as a kid. Like, people are like, they they minimize it so much in one hand they're standing for people like this is their identity and their life and it's like yeah and that's a major part of my life too what if it got me through a hard time what if it formulated what i think about people in the world because i read it as a kid like right rip it out of your life man that's what i'm saying there are people that are like i'm never supporting that again right my father-in-law is one of those people where if if a company does something, mm-hmm. he's done. He's they're dead to him, right? And he won't shop there. He won't do anything. And right. that's he's not asking me to not shop there. He's not asking me. And that's the difference, right? If you want to go burn all your jerseys because someone that you looked up to did something wrong, and you, the past, the past. If you don't buy anything else in the future, cool. But to tell other people because the way you feel about something that they should feel the same way about you it's completely two different things you know what i mean right and the big pushback is you know a lot of people will say there's no ethical consumption and that's where a lot of people are focusing on that they're like oh you heard you know a nice speech about ethical consumption and it's like i'm not even taking it in the realm of there's no ethical consumption i don't even think i need to go that far with such an anti-intellectual position it's it's not an intellectual position it's not really worthy of that much thought i'm just it's very easy to dismantle it by just pointing out the fallacies the genetic fallacies the poisoning of the well fallacy like it's it's an argument that's built it's like one fallacy built on another built on another built on another and then it is it's you don't get imperatives and morals from fallacies about right. y- also consider this it's subjective immaterial beliefs these are not absolutes. You believe this, and then therefore you believe this other thing about this person. And that's the foundation. And then we just stack fallacious argumentation on top. Well, genetic fallacy. Yeah, yeah, she did bad things, said bad things. Therefore, 
uh, poisoning the well fallacy. Oh yeah, you support it, therefore you are. It's like, what in the, right. uh, what, huh? The, 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 you just stacking a fallacy on top of a fallacy. It's not even logically sound. It's Ill, it's illogical. So, I, I'm not taking a stand. I'm playing a video game. That's exactly <laughs> that's, right. I'm playing I'm a video game. That's exactly right. And I'm I'm it, as far as long term plans for this game. Do you anticipate anybody changing their position in the wake of commercial success and longevity? Like if this thing goes far. Or do you think people have fully committed? No, I'm painted myself into a corner. I'm never touching that game. Or do you envision anybody being like, I've kind of thought about this. <laughs> like, I've, I've been won over. I think I can play the game now. I'll, I'll tell you, it, it depends on what the predicament is. Let's say a streamer uh, on the purple platform is right now gung-ho, and they're like, I am not supporting this because of my my friends. I'm with them. I stand with them. And then all of a sudden, they start noticing the people that are streaming that game are making a crap ton of money right because they're getting uh viewerships up thousand viewer two thousand views they're they're just hitting it and they're they're looking at that going oh man that could have been me right and then hogwarts 2 comes out or some dlc comes out and that person is still staying that directly they look at it and go man my stand is really but i'm not getting any viewership they're like ah eh, you know what i'm gonna i'm going in i'm gonna go in right that might happen because yeah. you know what in that in that industry, money talks, baby. Like if you you got to be relevant and you got to you got to do what you got to do, and that's just the way it is. You got to do what you got to do to make it whatever you're trying to do. Now there's other people that are not streamers that go, like my father-in-law would be like, I'm this is dead to me. I'm never touching this again mm-hmm. until they come out and say this huge apology or something, and then he'll be like, all right, they're back in my good graces again, right? There are all those people as well, right? And that's just it. Personally. I, I think uh, I, I think most of these people are uh, speaking of streamers. The, the uh, they're there's they're like the wind, man. They they change with the wind. They 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 morph. They're like chameleons. They 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 look like they're supposed to be a part of something, and then in the split second, they'll they'll jump ship to the other side and and make themselves look like the ship, or make itself look like the tree, or make themselves because that's that's what it is. They'll they'll do what they have to do to be in good graces. Well, and if it's always an opportunity to hurt and harm others, they jump at the chance. Like, the thing I was sort of the most shocked by was streamers using their platform to spread spoilers. I thought, my word. the lack of that. The lack of self-awareness. Yeah, like retweeting spoilers to ruin the end of the game and then encouraging others to do so. Encouraging others to, like, look for the hashtag and spam spoilers, which... It's just, it's just a remarkable dissonance, and it's a cognitive dissonance. It's like, so we've spent years as streamers having things spoiled for us, and we've always thought the same thing. We thought, that's a miserable person spreading misery, and I think that's generally right on the money accurate. Right. Yep. So that it still applies. It's like, how miserable are you that that's your petulant, childlike response to? It was almost like... I think they were under the delusion that they were winning. Like, yeah, we're going to we're going to really slam anybody that plays it and we're really going to take a stand and it's like, yeah, not everybody thinks the way that you think. Like the world's not that small. I know when you insulate yourself on Twitter, you might think that everybody thinks the way that you do, but it's because you've bu- you've bubbled up, right? You're yeah, in this bubble. you're in this bubble. And the fact that that didn't happen 
people were going to play it anyway. Big streamers were going to play it anyway. Thing starts crushing it with viewership, crushing it with sales, crushing it with review and critical acclaim. And it was like, well, the only thing I can do now in an utter state of desperation and powerlessness, I'm going to throw a tantrum and spoil the game for people. It's, it's the classic powerless person grabbing the only power that they can grab. And it's like right. everything you did demonstrably failed. So now all you can do is spread the internal misery that you feel by, I'm going to spoil the game. I didn't, right, get my, right. I didn't get my way, so it's time to throw a childlike tantrum on Twitter. Well, two, two things in channel uh, in chat right now. Mohammed says, the boycott failed even more because the game is actually good. And I'll, I'm going to put a pin in that because it is really good. And then the next person underneath says, we used to just change channels, right? Like, if you didn't like channel four you go to channel five and see if it's better, right? Like, that's what it is. You change the radio channel, you change the TV channel. If you don't like something, you don't watch it. In this day and age, people love hate watching or they love that. I, I remember, not to bring up uh, b- bad memories, Lona, but when wh- what happened to you, I remember the day after I had the biggest viewership that I've ever had because people wanted to know what I thought, mm-hmm. right? And within 30 seconds, I said, if you're here to watch me, tell you what i think it is i was like you might as well just get out now because it's not gonna happen right and the numbers drop dramatically because they're just there to watch the drama they don't give two craps about you or me or anything else they just want to munch 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 as much as they can it's like watching a car wreck right Mm -hmm. watching it burn not going in to help the person burning in the car they just like watching the actual car burn i so going back to the an actual good game right it is. It's a it's a fantastic game. And for years, the industry has been telling us that, no, microtransactions, battle passes, all of this stuff is a necessity for cosmetics. And here we are with a single-player game as of it stands right now, okay, on the February 10th, and it's a good game. You play the game, you unlock all the cosmetics in the game, minus the pre-order bonus, which you can buy after the fact on the front page of the of, of the game it says additional content you can purchase it after besides that you're earning everything in the game you play the game you want to look cool you, you fight it in the game it's a it's a it's a 100 finished game they made a game they they sold a game and it's a really good game and if it's a good game it's going to rise to the top because people are going to go this is a good game and more people are going to go wow, that is a good game. And then more people are going to buy the good game, right? I've played three games in the last three months. I played High, uh, High on Life, Hi-Fi Rush, and now uh, Hogwarts Legacy. All three of these games are phenomenal games, right? They all three start with H. I wonder... They do. It's a, it's a thing. You have to... <laughs> the next game has to come out, you only can play it if it has an H. Only good games start with H's. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, but these games are good games. And let the game speak for itself, right? I, I, there was a lot of hype about this game ahead of time and a lot of turmoil that we just talked about, but the game shine, it stands on its own. <laughs> well, there you go. Halo. There, there goes that one. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> there goes that out the window. Ah, um, brick. It started late. Any game with H after December. That's, that's what it was. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if, if it's a good game, the game's, will rise like they will they will shine because it is a good game if it's not a good game then we start talking about it how bad it is now don't get me wrong there are things in this game that i can nitpick on and and but the overall at 40 you know 42 44 hours that i'm in the game or 46 46 hours into the game 
there's more pros than cons. I don't need a Nick pick. I fell through the map the first, like, maybe hour and a half. Uh, I fell through the map. I restarted the game. And then I went back to the same spot where I fell to see if it was a fluke or if it was actual. And I fell through the map again. I went, oh, they didn't cover this up. I said, maybe they'll maybe they'll fix it in, the, in a day one patch if they know about it, if they don't know about it. But but it's also not my ability to tell them, hey, you got a hole in your thing. It was actually quite fun when I went through. But that was it. That was the major, major uh, problem I had. I fell through the map. I had one crash, but I think it's because I played for 16 hours. I don't think it was the the game i think it was my xbox that was like we're done playing today and it just it just kicked me out to the dashboard but other than that i'm having a blast with the game it's a good game yeah lazaro with a two dollar tip says it's my 40th birthday the game was a nice gift can we get some happy birthdays in chat for lazaro let's get some likes on the vid too i the the funny thing well this isn't funny this is a shame because the first thing i noticed when i load out of the game was all these accessibility features that have been championed recently. Hey, that's really helpful. That's really great. There's people on Twitter that are all about accessibility features for people that are colorblind, illegally blind, you know, all these different things. And they have like a really good number of accessibility features. Not a, not an insane number, but a good number. Right. And then a big, you know, talking point and trumpeted virtue lately is inclusivism and that's a hallmark of the the harry potter franchise eugene has made that point multiple times in chat that for a lot of people the books were all about being inclusive and you know anybody can be a wizard or a witch or whatever and they you know it fought against these things and now for many people it doesn't feel that way they don't feel welcome because of you know uh, a single like a handful of tweets from jk right like that's all it takes for them to be like well now i don't feel welcome in that community I think that conclusion in and of itself betrays something deeper and more damaged. Like that, that shouldn't, it shouldn't be that easy for you right. to feel unwelcome. And it also is a shame because the game is super inclusive. Like the third person I met was blind and I thought that's cool because it didn't yeah. feel ham fisted in. It's part no. of, it's part of its character. Like it's part of his wand. It's part of his, it's, it's literally a part of how he experiences magic is the fact that dude can't see. Right. Well, same with the owner of the uh, the three broomsticks. It's a transgender person, right? Apparently, that was like a really late ad in the devs. It, that you so, wanted it, to do they, it. they said it was like it was like two two, but they put it in, but it, it didn't seem forced, right? I actually made a joke, right? Because I didn't know it was a transgender person, and it was the voice of it was a it was a woman on the screen, but it had a man's voice. I went, I went, that's not that's a ma'am. You know, going back to that uh, that GameStop employee or that 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 talked to the woman that was it was a guy. He's like, it's it's, it's ma'am. <laughs> It's bam. So I, I made that joke because it was a deep voice. I didn't mm-hmm. get any kickback for it. Maybe I will now. But uh, I was like making a joke at that time. And I went, oh, it is a transgender person. And I was like, I was like, OK, but it, it didn't feel forced in any way, shape or form. They, they kind of just throw it in there nicely. And and, that, and that's fine. If it's part of the lore, if it's part of the story that you want to tell. Great. Right. It, it, if it doesn't feel like it's forced in there, even if they did force it in there, the dialogue that she has. Uh, doesn't feel forced to me. The story, the quest line you go on doesn't feel forced. It's it's a nice little uh, sprinkling of information for there. Yeah, I wish they wouldn't have done that because it just drew more criticism. Because like, of course. Ominous, Ominous Gaunt, his whole storyline and character are kind of centers around the fact that this is this is a blind student that can do magic and he experiences yeah. it differently. Kind of how like in Doctor Strange, like the one guy didn't even have hands, but he could still... Uh, do the do the the dark arts like he could still do uh, the, the mystic arts I mean and I like that I do think like oh wow you made a character's voice lower like that was a I, I think that was a yeah. mistake I don't think they should have done it um 
if that would have been their intention from moment one was to say listen we're gonna get heat for this we can make a clear statement and have a and have a main character in a storyline the problem is is even if it would have been well intended from moment one and they created a really good character like ominous gaunt where like that's like they really connect with the wizarding world because they didn't have a place and now they do they still would have gotten criticism for it. They'd be like, "You're just doing that to try to satiate." It's and it's a like, signaling. yeah, yeah. They would. I don't think they could win either way in that particular category. I think either way, they would they would have gotten torched for it. I don't think they would have stood a chance. Well, yeah, because if they didn't put it in, then people would be like, "Oh, you didn't put it in." And then if they did put it in, it'd be like, "Oh, I can't believe you put it in." It's a it's a lose lose situation, regardless. I just thought it was. I, I don't get mad about that stuff, uh, especially since it's a new character. Now if they took a an existing character let's say this took place in harry potter and then all of a sudden one of the main characters that we know from the movies or the books was all of a sudden changed into that that would i would have a problem with right but it's a it's a new character in their game that they want to do and i think it's okay you know it, I, I didn't find it too uh offended in any way shape or form yeah you could kind of tell the voice wasn't quite right and you can do that with your character you your can voice make, yeah you can weird. make your own and i heard it's uh acg said don't mess with it he said it makes yeah, it, it, can, it sounds kind of digitized if you do it it does yeah, it does. Yeah. I That's a question I think about the game awards and about is it going to get praise for the accessibility? Is it going to get praise for being inclusive with with the cast of characters? And is it going to get nominations? Like I'm really curious what Jeff Keighley's going to do with the game awards. Like by then will the heat have died down and he's like, "Are you kidding me? It's like the second or most it's the se- the first it's going to end up being the first or the second most sold game this year." At the minimum, it's going to be a top three sold game this year and top reviewed, top played to literally ignore it at the Game Awards. I will be very disappointed. I'm like, that's not what the Game Awards are about. The Game Awards are supposed to be acknowledging excellence in game design and the developers of this game have crushed many categories that they set out to do. I'll be I'll be very disappointed if that ends up happening. Yeah, it wasn't like exactly last last minute. It's it's been in there for quite some time because it's. This has been going on with Hogwarts Legacy for since two years, since 2020, or mm-hmm. I guess two and a half years. They, they've been getting criticized for, for J.K. Rowling's what she said, and then what the game's coming out. So they've been getting criticized. So sometime between 2020 and now is when they inserted that character into the game. The most remarkable headline I saw recently is somebody who worked on the game said they wouldn't be buying it. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm confused. You made money, earned a living, built yep. something, and that yep. thing that you built is funneling way more money to her than your one purchase would have, right? Well, it, was, it was like the articles. It was like the articles that try to get sanctimonious. It's like, you're promoting the game for free. You are worse than the people who decide to buy it. Yeah, like, I mean, look, stand by your morals. Like, if you worked in the game... You must feel dirty in taking a shower like you worked on this game, but then you don't want to support it. Like you're okay taking the money that you're getting that the, but you're not okay playing. Uh, but whatever. I, I, let's let's move on, shall we? Because mm-hmm. that's just that's just. I, I want to say a word I can't say. Oh, they were part of a support studio. Oh well, it doesn't matter. Though. Doesn't matter. They <laughs> doesn't... got paid to work on the game. They should have said at the very start, "I can't work on this game because I don't agree with." the author of the game and they went she's got nothing to do with it and he went okay how much am i getting paid right like that's that's where you should have drew the line you should have said no i'm not working on this game but you're paying me really well so i'm gonna i'm gonna keep working on the game and then complain about it afterwards a support studio that was contracted 
Nobody forced them to to work on it. I I don't know. If, I, if if you if you believe in something, you will not do it. You'll be like, I'm not doing it. I'm not working on this game because I I just don't like this person. Nope. Money talks. Bullshit you know how, walks. You know how in the Matrix he says there is no spoon, like there is no goalposts anymore. They, they just conveniently move where people need them to move. Like you know what I'm saying? Like get fired or work on it. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, that's what I mean. You conveniently move the goalpost to protect yourself, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm not going to buy the money because the, the, uh, you know, ten cents of the of the of the seventy will end up in JK's pocket." But I'll work on it. I'll I'll keep I, my I job. I like what Teddy said. Teddy said they're not buying it. They got it for free, technically. So <laughs> they gave a copy to everybody that worked on the game. Here you go. I'm not buying it. That's even worse, if, to be honest, because then they tweeted out they're not buying the game, but they didn't they didn't say where they were getting the game from. They got it as a birthday gift. Third-party contractor, not Avalanche outside contractor. Like I said, there are no goalposts. You just move them to the convenient position that yeah. you need them to be in. Like that's that. I, I, at that point, at that point, what are we even talking about? The, the yeah. s- standard shift to where you need them to be. Maybe the, the, the person that worked in the game was blind and deaf, and they didn't know what they were working on, and they're just really good coders. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, after they worked on it, they're like, wait, that's what we were working on? Really? Like, come on. Come on. Okay, I want to know. Are you going to do the four-character thing? Because when I first opened up the game, I'm like, oh, there's four-character slots. Wow. Like, the first thing I thought of was Destiny, right? I got my three-character slots. I got got all three classes, right? Are are you going to... Because this game is huge. It's huge huge do you, are you gonna do that you gonna have the four character slots four houses i'm definitely doing two i don't know if i'm doing four i think my chat would kill me if i did four characters playing this game for the next well i mean jedi survivor got pushed back so i got time because that's the next game wow. I'm, I'm yeah that's right in. so i got time um that's all we got we got time um i won't be putting the time that i'm putting in right now though each every time i do the playthrough i'm not, I'm not sitting here for 12 hours a day uh playing through the campaign four times so it'll be more laid back casual go through i won't 100 the game so i guess it would go faster uh because i would just be doing the main story but yeah i i, I want to see the four endings and i don't want to youtube it you know what i mean like i i want to actually experience the four endings and i think it was pretty cool because you did a mission i tuned into your stream and you did a mission it was nothing big but you grabbed a note off a rock and then you went down to where haggard's house is and then you blew up a pumpkin and then you read a note there mm-hmm. i'd never done that I've I've played the game for for as long as I have, and I've never come across that that quest line. It's unique so, to my it's unique to my house. Yeah, there's a couple quests that are like that. Oh, okay. So you see, and that I think that's cool. I think little things like that would be interesting to go back and play uh, for for each of the houses. If a Dutch developer developed a game, yeah, because of how much I hate the Dutch, right? <laughs> that's a meme in our chat that I really dislike the Dutch. My challenge with this game and doing more than one character is this. I can't play with my wife. If, right. if, if I could play with my wife, this would be like a Borderlands or a Diablo. It would be exhaustively played, right? Now, I don't I don't think I'm going to be able to convince her. Maybe she'll get hooked tonight and she'll be like, oh no, we can definitely play separately because we have two TVs, two <laughs> PS5s. Right. So we'll see if she gets hooked tonight. I'm not convinced that she will. But... If we could play together, oh my word, yes, I would do every I would do all four houses. We would do every square inch of the game. We would we would be playing this game for the next year or more given how long it would take. So we could only play for a couple hours a night. But that man that lack of being able to play together, I 
I'm not just I'm not just like analyzing oh yeah they're going to add online they're going to add co-op they're going to add live service like I'm actually genuinely hopeful that they do because it's like I, I man, am too that I would change that would change my experience of the game dramatically I'm I'm going to be a, a complete I'm just going to I'm going to be a main streamer where I'm I'm playing the reverse bocce ball game that's all I'm going to play from now on I'm going to just try to get as many wins as possible because I feel that that's going to be an online purchase and I want to be the number one I don't even I don't even know what the game's called <laughs> I don't even know what the game is called, but Reverse Bocce Ball. Summoner's Cup, right? That's what it was called? Summoner's Cup? Uh, I, I, Summoner's Court, not Cup. Summoner's Court. I want to play that professionally. That's what I want to do. I'm really good at it. So should all Activision employees quit if they didn't think the company did enough with regards to the issues that are there? No, but yeah, if, you're gonna pub- if you're going to publicly state yeah. that you won't buy Activision games while actively working there, shut the frick up. Yeah, they, what's shut your up. Are you are is your morals that you don't like what the game the company is doing, or are you okay with it because you're getting paid for it? Yeah, like it would, you. Th- that's why I'm saying just shut the frick up. Like the fact that someone's gonna walk into the public and be like, "I won't buy this game and support her." You worked on it. You got a paycheck by working on it. Shut up. Like I, I won't buy an Activision game because they're not doing what's right, and I don't want to support them. You work there. Shut up. Yeah, I I did that. I quit a job. I, in the film industry, I didn't like what was going on. And instead of getting a really fat check that I know I could have made by just keeping quiet and doing the thing, I could not bear to work for that company for one more second. So I said, I'm out. And I quit the job. And I lost tens of thousands of dollars because of my morals. I was like, I'm not doing it. So you got you to gotta stand what you believe in. Sometimes it's lonely. Yeah, I, I turned, I've turned down numerous contracts and opportunities because I don't, I don't agree with... You know how many yeah. times I've turned down money for the what Raid Shadow Legends? I I turned down a, a very lucrative G Fuel contract. Like I've turned down so many offers because I'm like, no, I don't agree with that company. That be that would be like me accepting money from some company and be like, yeah, I'd be like, but I don't buy or use the product. My gosh, right. it's toxic. Right. Oh lord, like I would look like an a hole if I did that. So you can't turn around and do that. Like. If you have those convictions and you feel that in your heart, but you feel stuck and you're just going to keep working there, fine. But if you're going to walk into the public, like, I'm not going to buy this game. You want to latch on to the virtue. You worked on it. Sit down and be quiet. Nobody wants to hear from you. What's the point of even saying it at that point? Right, right. It's just moral grandstanding, and it's not impressive. It's cheap. It's cheap, is what it is, and uh, all it, it's tribalism, and it's cheap. It doesn't do anything other than draw lines in the sand and create more toxicity and more polarization. You're not achieving anything. If if, if Raid Shadow Legends wants to give me five thousand dollars, I'm going to play the game first before I say yes or no. I'm not going to say yes to the five thousand dollars because I I probably won't like the game, and then I don't want people that are in my community buying that game to to sell it. You know what I mean? Like it all depends on what you believe in. So. Yeah, no, I get Raid Shadow Legends emails like every other week, and they're always very generous offers. And I'm like, no, I've had because they're making buku bucks off that thing. Yeah, I had, I had a, I had a website offer me a very lucrative thing where all I had to do was a thirty second mention, and it was like some one of those sites that like sells currency. And I was like, no, I was like, that's everything that's wrong with those third party sites. Now, Detective Seeds, if he says, if you could make one change, what would it be? Co-op. That's all I need. And it, to me, yeah. I would be in heaven. If I could play If I could play co-op with my wife, I'd be in heaven. I don't even need live service. Agreed. I yeah, I agree. Just one other person to go on missions and do the story with, like, that That would be that would be a thousand times better. Yeah. Yeah. I, that would completely change my experience of it. I, I would... 
I would experience the game in a dramatically different way, in a more exhaustive way, if I could just one. I just need one, right? Like what Mike said. I don't need four people. I don't need raids. Yeah. I don't need a battle pass. I don't need live service. I could live in this game for a year or more if it had co-op. Like, you know? look at look at Fallout. When I played Fallout 3 and 4, I went, man, like me and Sarge, my brother, who's on my podcast with me, right? We talk about it all the time. We're like, man, Fallout 3 just had one other person to play co-op like you have a companion i was like man i wish you could be that companion that we could play together then fallout 4 came we said the exact same thing and then they came out with fallout 76 and i was like yeah this is multiplayer i I just wanted co-op like all i want is just one other person to play the game with i don't i don't need the i don't need massive multiplayer i just need one other person to play with and banter like it's different right like if me and you play together lono but we're on two separate and we're talking through the headset, right? We're both playing the game at the exact same time. We're both in the world at the exact same time, but we're not yep. playing together. Yep. That's not the same. Like, if we're in the same world, it's just, it's just a better time. It's just a better time. I always had that experience in Skyrim. Me and my boy, we would get in a party, and we would talk. We would tell what we were doing. He was like, oh, you got to go here. I found this thing. You got to do this. I was like, oh, no way. And, like, that was really fun. But the minute a truly co-op game would come out, we would we would play that. The, like Dead Space 3, everybody's like, Dead Space 3 sucked and they ruined it. And, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, yeah, Dead Space 3 was amazing because I was hungry for a co-op game. And my friend and I devoured it because that's all we wanted. We just wanted a game we could play together. And, you know, I, I'm actually glad it launched the way that it did because it can only go up from here. Like if it launched yeah. with live service or multiplayer or co-op, that could have lowered quality or diluted some of the content so it's like no this is great depth breadth substance awesome you nailed it please just start add these things that would completely take it up a notch if you uh i watched the video last night from um I forget the youtuber's name i think it's Ju- juice head no whatever what, yeah he juice, head. Of, juice head uh he was going over mods that were happening on the pc and there's already a modder who's already putting co-op in the game already working on the co-op in the game. It's only been out for three days, and he's already he's already working on it. Well, they did that seamless drop-in, drop-out co-op for Elden Ring because the people were like, come on, because the way it works is so frustrating. Like, it's like, yeah. you know, and he's like, make this, that, uh, the Lords of the Fallen, the Lords of the Fallen, is going to have seamless drop-in, drop-out because I think that's a headache for some people. Here's another thing they, they found out on the PC as well for Hogwarts Legacy, that the, the exclusive mission that's on PlayStation... A, a modder found it and it's in the game for PC they can unlock it of course it's there yeah it's a license yeah. it's only yeah. a one year exclusive so it'll hit other yeah. platforms in a year yeah, you, that... you get you get a 20% bump of, with money on the PlayStation because of it yeah because of the, uh, the the store that you get it as well yeah seamless co-op would be absolutely just it would just be absolutely amazing because Whenever I come to a game like this, I, I, I know people do this, right? They they come to games and they have demands. They have things that they think absolutely, you know, must, must have. And I try to actually avoid that, right? I actually try to avoid it. I think if I come to a game with this sort of laundry list of things that I want to do, I'm likely to sort of sabotage my experience, you know? But with this game, it's almost like you sense beneath it that there could be so much more. You almost you almost get this sense that you're looking at the big. I, I I would describe it as like I feel like this is the beginning of something. Is what it feels right. like to me. If if they were to do the ongoing instead of the sequel, 
do, how do you think they're going to handle our year? Because you know we're we're a fifth year. Do you think they'll advance our year? Mm, I don't know. I think in a if they add like a multiplayer type of thing where we're all at the school together, I think that you just kind of because the time just goes by day and night, right? Once you hit summer, maybe maybe you're just in summer. I don't I don't know. Maybe you could just change the. Just like you could change day and night, maybe you could just change the seasons to to what it is. I, I'm not too sure the way they could do it with the live with the live service. Um, I think this is why I think it's more instant space. I think they keep adding more content. Like if you go if you go to the main screen to pick your uh, content, it says additional content. There's a button there for additional content. Why would they make a button just for the for for the skins that they for the pre-orders? Right? It seems a little a little strange. They would just make one button for one uh, DLC for the things that you could pre-order. It feels like they would be adding on to it uh, if it's different missions, different uh, expansions to the map, different relationships. Maybe they add a Ravenclaw companion in there and you have to go through the Ravenclaw, uh, uh, you know, relationship quest line. Um, they, you know that scene in the uh, in the uh, in the trailer where you get sucked into the book? Yep. Now, now I'm not in, I, I haven't been, I don't know where that is in the game or not. But that could be DLC. That could be literally you get sucked into the book, and that's a whole other DLC that you you're you're in a different world inside the book, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's a there's a mission that you go to the poachers uh, that you walk into a tent, and the tent's small on the map, but you hold X, and then all of a sudden you go into that tent, and that tent is gigantic inside. It's a magical tent, you know. It's like the 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 TARDIS in Doctor Who, right? It's this <laughs> giant it's this giant world inside the thing, and you're going through like a small mini dungeon. There's so many things they could do because of what the lore is and what what is Harry Potter and the and the world that it's in i mean magic is a thing so you can go through a doorway and it opens up into this giant other world they can just download you know i don't know it just seems like they get, it's so easy to put in and i do believe that they're going to do it because i i still believe that they're going to add dlc to the other wb game of gotham knights the, the way the case files are i feel like they're going to add more case files to that to keep that game like relevant going forward to the people that like Gotham Knights. I feel like the people that like Hogwarts Legacy, they're going to keep little packs, little things that they can just put into the game. Yeah, I I, I hope it happens. And I, I'd be interested to know how soon they'll be willing to speak about it, right? Because this 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 is something I think you would want to do kind of while the iron is hot. You have everybody's mm-hmm. attention, so I would imagine, especially before all of the really big games and all the really big marketing things start to kick up this year, you know... I, I could see them saying something about this in the month of February. Like, before we get out of February, they'll be like, hey, we're not done. Now, the additional content button could just be for the Deluxe Edition Dark Arts because they said you could buy that stuff later. But I don't sure. know why you would use the phrase additional content. You would just right. label it that. You, you would just, just label it just that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, Sven says... Uh, year five could be you know Hogwarts, then Hogwarts Legacy two, year six, Hogwarts Legacy year seven, and then Hogwarts Legacy MMO. Pick a career post graduation. I actually think you could take that entire idea and shrink that way down. I don't know if you need to do because you got to imagine how long it would take them to get all the way to the MMO. You're talking three years to get to the next game. Maybe, maybe that's if they continue to use Hogwarts, so they have existing assets to make. So that's 2026, 2029. You're talking about the MMO not landing until like the, the, the mid-2030s. I don't know. That seems like a timeline that would be absurdly long. You're talking about a non-live service game taking right. 10 years to become one. That I think that's too long. Teddy here, uh, I said the exact same thing last night on my podcast. I said, I can see 
a Uganda, like, because they bring it up in the game. Yeah, she and, brings it up. Yeah, so summer vacation. What about if you go visit her? It's part of the story. You go visit her. She's like, you should come back to my, you know, and, and check out Uganda. And that would be that would be a cool mm -hmm. expansion, right? You go back yeah. there. I, I don't know. Waiting for Hogwarts. I do believe, I said this last night, I do believe that this game is the next franchise. So I do believe there's going to be like a Hogwarts 2 or 3, whatever. Right? If it's, I don't think it'll be named that, but uh, there will be a sequel in the works. And up until that point, I think they're going to add DLC, paid DLC for this game uh, in the future leading up to that one. Yeah, yeah. I, I could totally see that. I really, really could. And I, at this point, it's just a matter of how they do it. I don't think it's a matter of what what they do, right. or I'm sorry, it's a matter of when and, and how. They're going to do it, I think. I think there's too many clues in the game uh, to point to that. But I want to... I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do another play session for you guys today because it is launch date, but I have something I need to send you to first. So if you're interested in Hogwarts gameplay, make sure and subscribe to Thirty and So Gaming Thirty NSG. He'll talk in chat, click his name, throw him a sub. I'm gonna send you guys to a really great premiere. Apparently, God of War Ragnarok is ramping up advertisement. I'm gonna send you there, and then that's gonna send you to a gameplay session. I am gonna play some more, and then I'm gonna play tonight with my wife. If you're not a member, consider becoming a member. If you want to watch that, Mike. Other than Hogwarts and live streams, tell them what they can find if they come subscribe to your channel. You come to my channel, you get a talk show in the morning called The Daily Grind. We go over uh, topics sort of in the same gist as what uh, Lono does over here uh, from uh, 10 o'clock in the morning to about noon Eastern, Monday through Thursday. Uh, in the evenings, I do a Let's Play, uh, 30 plays. We play different games, uh, usually different games each day of the week. And then Thursday night, uh, I do a podcast called Generation X Gaming. It's a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and I rant along the way with my with my brother. Uh, we've been doing that for nine years, so uh, come check it out. Yeah, like if the evening slot works for you, if you guys enjoy my talk shows and you're like, oh man, you know, the evening slot works for you, Friday nights you can hang out with my wife and I if you're a member. It is members only, but then Thursday nights you can hang out with Mike and his brother over there at 30NSG. And again, if you're looking for that gameplay, I am going to be playing momentarily, but I do want you guys to check out this God of War Ragnarok. If you haven't seen it, there's rumors. Apparently, there's going to be a Ragnarok Super Bowl commercial. Not even rumors. They hinted at it on their Instagram, and they're putting like Mjolnirs all over the world, like big, big, they're building stuff. Why would they be doing that? I'm really curious if there's something coming, and I walk through some theories in the video. Um, and then when that video is done, it'll send you some gameplay. All right. So thank you guys so much for hanging out with myself and Mike. Again, always remember to support 30NSG on YouTube as well as this channel and all the channels that we ever do any kind of work with. We should be having Doc Dark on the stream with us next week. You can click the link in chat if you want to head to the God of War Ragnarok premiere. If you want to head there now. If not, this video will end and redirect you. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you next time.